Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the sports betting network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, I do appreciate it. Brian Ortega in, Gil Alexander, by the way. Brian Ortega in for Jeff Parlay. Jeff, uh, we think we'll be back tomorrow. We hope he's feeling better. Negative, by the way. You always have to say that these days. Negative for those of you who are thinking it. Um, Brian later will have not one, not two, but three. Oh yeah. Television show recommendations. I've actually watched so much TV. I forgot when you asked me what TV shows have you watched <laughs> and I had to go back and look at it. And it's, I've watched a lot. I like your life, Brian. I've watched so much TV. It's a well, great I'm, life. I'm, I'm single. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. There you go. But now you have all this time. You can watch more 90, 90 day fiance. Yeah. I'm kind of, kind of done. But here's the thing. You gave me a hint as to what your three are. I am fascinated by all three. Fascinated by all three. Well, at least two of the three for sure. No, maybe all three. So we'll do that. Uh, We'll look over Wimbledon odds. Wimbledon begins again this coming weekend. Really starts for the next fortnight, the next two weeks. So tennis is third major, the shortest season of them all, the grass season. Pardon me. Pardon me. Culminates with Wimbledon. We'll look at the odds, the futures odds. Um, You know, again, Whatever, whatever I have in pocket, we'll just sort of attack it as if we nobody has a ticket now and see where the value is, both on the men's and the women's side. And again, Drew Dinsick, Dan Weston, and I will do our Wimbledon podcast, the Beating the Book Wimbledon preview podcast on Friday here after the show. So that'll be available then. That's when the draw was happening. You may recall, for those who listened to the French Open version of it, we were live reacting to the French Open draw, which was just bananas for those who are into uh, tennis. Pamela Maldonado may be in studio on Friday, too, to talk tennis with us here on this show. And tomorrow, Adam Stanko talking about the NBA draft. Tomorrow, the National Basketball Association draft. We'll see uh, what insight he has to share as well. For now, though, it's always our favorite. Jason Weingarten's with us on Fridays, too, but he's with us on Wednesdays as well. From under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? Good. Do you bet any NBA draft at all? Uh, I got in a little bit on the the first pick, you know, the stuff going around with the Duke player. Boncaro, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What'd you but get? But that was just, you know, picking up on the news that other people are tailing. I don't have any <clears throat> any insight into anything that's going on in the draft. Nobody does. But, that I mean, that's the, again, that's the thing. 
I, I just, from a basketball perspective, just thought it was a ridiculous number. Do I know that he's getting drafted number one? Hell no. Right? Like, I have no idea if he's getting drafted number one. What did, what did you get? I got seven to one and six to one. Those are the oh, only things available I got, in town. I got 10. Good for you. Yeah. But I couldn't, I couldn't get a lot on it. You know, it's not like one of those things you can just go out and keep betting and betting and betting. I got enough on it that Van Pelt, Scott Van Pelt on uh, on SVP the other night said, somebody bet X amount of money on Boncaro to go number one. Was it you, Stanford Steve? And Stanford Steve was like, nope, not me. And I, I texted SVP, and I'm like, that was me. Um, nice. Yeah, I don't know if it was. But I have no idea if it's going to win. Just making a smart bet, I think. All right, so let's talk about our, our guy, uh, O'Neal Cruz, for a second, who we were texting back and forth about. I talked about him yesterday, how – He's just unbelievable offensively in every game. By the way, yesterday he stole a base, which is essentially like him taking three steps and falling over at six at six foot seven inches. The hardest throw uh, of any player this year, which is just ridiculous for, uh, from short to, to first base. Um, there's so many things that he's doing. The, the exit velocity off his bat. I guess my question is, like, do you have a bet on him for rookie of the year? Oh, yeah, several. Um, what numbers? He came, I mean, he was like, he opened 10 to one before the season started when the odds first came out. And I bet him, I bet him then I think got all the way to like a three to one favorite. Maybe I want to say before the season started, um, and people kind of, people don't really remember anything that happened say a month or two months ago at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. You know, he was. He was the favorite before the season started. They sent him to AAA to get the service time, to, you know, to, to deal with that. And uh, he drifted all the way up to 37 to 1. So I bet some more on oh, him when, goodness. Uh, when the odds got up to the 30s. Would you bet him now? What, what number is he now? I don't even know where it's available. So I'm just sort of asking a general question, but it, what, what, let's put it this way. How low would you bet him in case it pops up anywhere? I mean, he still has to continue to produce. So, you know, you're, you're kind of getting in on the, the tail end here. And if, if you want to be a better futures, better, you have to learn, you know, how to get in on a futures bet before something happens, mm -hmm. not to get in on an O'Neill cruise after something happens. I mean, well, the time to get in on O'Neill cruise was two weeks ago or even 10 days ago when he was still 20 to one, 30 to one, um, you know, after, after doing all this stuff, you can't get in on him in a good number. It's just not the way it works. Yep. I said it yesterday talking about the, uh, tech, talking about, uh, other futures bets as well. That's the key to all of this. Like you have to get ahead of the news. You can't wait. It was sort of like the Cleveland Browns thing, right? With Deshaun Watson. If you are reading the tea leaves, right? This is before, by the way, yesterday, right after the show was announced that 20 of the 24 lawsuits against uh, Deshaun Watson had been settled. Four remain, by the way. I don't know that that changes anything with NFL uh, adjudication of this, right? The NFL is going to do what the NFL is going to do. Um, so for something like that, that's why we kept bringing up Cleveland Browns numbers. Yes, no to make the playoffs. Over, under at nine. Like, don't wait for the NFL to make their announcement to just give one stark example of this. Get ahead of your conviction on that, right? You're, play your conviction. Have enough to play whichever way you think that's going to go. Just one example. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so today, what have you bet? Uh, let's see. Hold on. I got to pull it up real quick. Uh, mostly overs today. I like, uh, like the Guardians over eight and a half. 
coming off that extra inning game last night. And I like, hold on, I got to pull it up. I know it's an over nine. I just don't know which which game it is. By the way, plus 450 on O'Neill Cruz at BetMGM. Yeah, 450 is not bad, but I mean, you're, you're, not, you're not getting the value at, at all at this point. And a lot of stuff still has to happen. Oh, uh, that's, that's the game. Cubs Pirates over nine minus 115. Over nine minus 115 on the Pittsburgh Pirates. O'Neill Cruz's yeah, team. they were. Uh, it was real weird. They were minus one fifty favorites yesterday. I think that might be the highest they've been favored this whole season. And you know, I've I've watched them the last couple days. Not so bad. No, not so bad when you call up your your good players. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how that works. Is that your only yeah, play? Funny. Just the over in that game? Yeah, over in that game. That's the only one. Okay. Um, did, are you betting any college baseball at all, Jason? Like, do you dabble at all in this? Uh, very, very little. I, I really didn't get my attention. Um, I missed, I missed the futures betting. So, yeah. um, no crazy positions. Unfortunately, I did bet on Ole Miss today. There you go. May it, may it happen. Now I, I have Ole Miss futures. I didn't bet Ole Miss today. I bet Texas A&M today, but, uh, may it happen. Cause if Ole Miss wins once again, they are in. The best of three championship. Any futures or awards numbers that you've added here recently in baseball? Uh, let's see. I added a little bit on Michael Harris when he was coming down uh, for NL Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. Not not many ads this week. I'm I'm holding I'm holding favorites or I'm holding guys in first or second in every uh, every category right now. So not really much to do. What are you finding is the most, and I'm talking about a night in night out basis or in a start in and a start out basis. Have you, if, if I'm, I'm taking your, uh, just a heat check right now here in mid to late June on this, the team that is, you think chronically over or undervalued on a nightly basis in the betting market or a starting pitcher that is starting pitcher. Um, well, you know, it's a, a lot of the times it's guys like Spencer Strider or Mackenzie Gore. You catch a good streak with them until it kind of flames out where, it, you know, with it did the, both of them their last starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the times it's mostly me looking for guys who, um, you know, I think are, are <clears throat> going to have a bad start as opposed to continuing to have good starts. Um, Tony Gonsolin is uh, a guy I'm really high on what he's nine and oh now. At what point I was just trying to sort of <clears throat> contemplate at at what point are his numbers so good that you're willing to overlook his lack of innings in a Cy Young market? Well, we're just talking about Tony Gonsolin with Josh Tower segment before this. I was just trying to highlight him as well. Like there is the innings thing, but nine and zero. We again we juxtapose against Julio Arias last year, right? Twenty and three, seventh in Cy Young. If like what's the What's the record that you have to have? And again, acknowledging, so, you know, we're analytics people here, acknowledging that win-loss really is much out of a pitcher's control and that the world is correct, the baseball analytics world is correct for having moved away from that stat for all these years. Felix winning a Cy Young uh, with, with the low teens in, in wins back in the early part of last decade. But has the pendulum swung so much that if somebody randomly like Urias, and we got the answer last year at 20-3, and three, only finished in a tie for seventh. If Gonsolin were to go, I don't know, let's just come up with 
21 and 2, right? Like at what point can you not give it to him? It has to matter at some point. That's sort of what I'm saying. He also, not only is he nine and zero, he has the lowest ERA in all of baseball. So yeah, his advanced numbers, getting, yeah, aren't as good. He's but getting yes. dinged for the 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 innings limit, but you know, Corbin Burns won last year, 168 innings. What does Gonsolin have to do? I think I think 20 to one is still pretty high on a guy who's right there in the the thick of the race with everybody else. I like it. You gonna bet some live golf coming up? Uh, it's next. It's not this week, right? It's no, not this a couple week. weeks. But you're okay with Ben. You're you're fine with Ben. Sure, I got it's Betty and it. Yeah, I'm Doesn't with you. To me, I'm with you. Doesn't matter that you're not watching it though. You're still fine. No, with I ben. mean I'll still try. I'll, I'll watch the end, but oh. you know. <laughs> okay, Jason Weigar. Thank you, Jason. Wide World of Wine. Thank Garden. you. Talk to you. Talk to you. Brad Porras. College baseball next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sentences uh, spoken in studio off air. Me to, uh, to Kevin in the corner. Silk Sonic does an awesome remake of Confunction's Love Strain. <laughs> a sentence he did not understand at all. But trust me, they do. Anderson Pack and uh, Bruno Mars. My goodness, is it awesome. Brad Porras knows nothing about that, but he knows a lot about college baseball, having played the sport back at. Uh, AM Corpus Christi back in the day, and we are getting it done in this college baseball postseason. We bring Bradley Porras in once again. How you doing, man? Feeling good? Still, I'm not gonna lie. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, I mean oh. in a good way. In a good way. Yes. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like 
I was going to say, I was telling, telling uh, Bethany the past couple of nights, I was like, I'm having a hard time sleeping. I'm getting too excited, anticipating what we could do, you know? These are, these are the moments in sports betting that you live for when you are holding on to a fat PH, fat ticket on certain teams. And Brad, also with an Ole Miss 100 to 1, also with a Texas A&M 40 to 1. The ultimate scenario would be for those two squads to meet in the best of three championship. But first things first, today, once again, just to, to revamp again or just to refresh everybody's memory or refresh everybody's minds on the format of this, or if you're just new to the college baseball format, again, 64 in the regionals, 16 in the supers, 8 to Omaha. We are down to four, but not our four. Not all four are created equally. So we have a situation right now where today, in the morning, Texas A&M plays Oklahoma. One win for Oklahoma over the next two games, and they are in the best-of-three championship college baseball finals. Texas A&M must win two in a row against Oklahoma to advance to the finals. Same thing with tonight's scenario in the other bracket. Ole Miss wins one of the next two. They're in the finals. Arkansas has to beat them twice in a row. So let's talk about Texas A&M and Oklahoma first, which is the morning game today, Brad. 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. where you are, central part of the country. Uh, This is in Omaha, of course. Oklahoma's a minus-135 favorite. I played Texas A&M already in this. By the way, the total is for the totals in these games are getting ridiculous. We had a 15 yesterday. This is a 14 and a half, but a and M plus one fifteen. What do you like here? I uh, I'm with you. I uh, I played a And M. I only got uh, plus one ten. I played the Aggies in the morning, and it, and it goes back to if it were Jake Bennett going for Oklahoma, their ace, I would just have to sit back and root for the Aggies. But in this case, again, going with, you know, we had Nathan Detmer pitch phenomenal yesterday, mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere as the ace starter. But the Aggies' strength of their team is the bullpen, and OU's going to be on their number three starter slash bullpen. Like I said before, I'll die on the hill of the Aggies. Again, I'm not as confident as I was whenever the Aggies played Texas or whenever the Aggies played um, Notre Dame yesterday. But I still think you, if you're given plus money with the Aggies, you've got to roll with them got in to. this situation. Yeah. yeah, you've got to. Yeah, there's no reason. Oklahoma should not be this big of a favorite. The Aggies won the SEC West, who's dominating this College World Series, the SEC West. The Aggies are a better team, except for if you throw Jake Bennett on the hill, then that will neutralize the Aggie team. So, you know. You got to roll with the Aggies at plus money here. Yeah, once again, we have three SEC teams and a fourth that is bound for the SEC, or as you call them, Brad, mm-hmm. fake SEC, um, mm-hmm. left here in this. So, so just, just to paint that scenario again, so Texas A&M bullpen day for Texas A&M, but a, a patchwork bullpen is a is a strength of Texas A&M's. Oklahoma saving their ace for a possible winner take all or like winner get to the finals, in other words. Uh, game two of this of this portion of Texas A&M Oklahoma bracket. So Oklahoma, in, if Texas A&M is able to win today, Oklahoma then, in your opinion, will be a justified favorite in the next yeah. game tomorrow because A&M can't roll out Detmers in in uh, in opposition either. Yeah, they'll, they'll roll out Micah Dallas, who's been really good, but Jake Bennett's been one of the best pitchers in college baseball in this uh, postseason run. So I can see, like, today, so they're, like, minus 135. I 
don't. It's not just. It's much more of a coin flip game today. If if anything, I'd feel like I'd make the Aggies a little bit of a favorite. Um, tomorrow, if Jake Bennett goes there, they should be the one thirty-five, one forty, one fifty favorite. They should. That would be justified, but not today. Okay. Then there's Ar- then there's Arkansas and Ole Miss tonight, and again, much like with Oklahoma. Ole Miss in the driver's seat here. They need to win just one of the next two. Arkansas has to beat them twice in a row. This is a coin flip. Uh, Minus 110 on each side. The total is at 12. I am not making a wager here. Have you made one? I've got two. Oh, I like it. I have, I don't know if I've just talked myself into it, but from me just circling the wagons and trying to figure it out, racking my brain, I landed on... Miss. I'm playing on Miss minus 110, and I'm playing the over 12. And and this is because yes, going for Arkansas, not pitching. He's their ace. He's been dominant. They 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 got the performance out of Mackin. So I'm just I'm kind of leaning towards. I think Arkansas is getting a little bit too much love, maybe a little bit too overrated. Yes, they scored a ton of runs against Oklahoma State, and that skewed their numbers high. Whenever they played North Carolina, they took care of business. North Carolina was a good team. They went on the road, won both. But they didn't score a ton. They won good close ball games. They pitched well. Who they beat here in Omaha? Stanford. Stanford sucked. They were no-shows. They were bad. And then they beat Auburn, who I really didn't think was that great either going in. Ole Miss is much better. So if you're going to throw number three against number three, I just think Ole Miss can hit. I think Ole Miss is going to hit just like they hit them last time. Um, but then that's where I'm, I'm not necessarily hedging it, but I think they're both going to hit. The uh, Ole, uh, Ole Miss is leaning towards possibly throwing a transfer from A&M Corpus Christi, John Gaddis, or go. a kind of fringe number three guy, Derek Diamond. He's been okay at times, but Ole Miss, it's going to be a game. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. I just think Ole Miss is so hot. They're going to hit. They're going to hit Arkansas. I think Arkansas maybe just a little bit overrated here to where in the coin flip scenario, I think you got to roll with Ole Miss. Yeah. This is, you know, it, it, I, I don't have a bet on it now, but, like, it's one of those things because you have the future on Ole Miss. By game time, will I have a bet on Ole Miss? Probably a good bet that I will, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, even, yeah. though, even though I'm, I, I should be perfectly content less sitting on it, but I probably will. Uh, for all the reasons yeah. you state, and I'm, I'm guessing by where you were going with this, you're also on the over then with number three facing number three. Yeah, yeah, it's over because you know, Ole Miss isn't so hot. They're hitting everybody, uh, and again, Arkansas. Besides Connor Nolan, they've been good, but it's nothing Ole Miss can't hit. Just like they did last time, they knocked their starter out in what one and a third, one and two thirds, something like that. They'll they'll hit these guys tonight, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Arkansas. You know, throw some punches as well. Because, I mean, Hunter Elliott was phenomenal again, just like Elliott and DeLucia have been all postseason for Ole Miss. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of runs tonight. Yeah. Ole Miss, Brian, you're telling me Ole Miss is slight favorite now? Ole Miss took a little money? Uh, yes. So they're now minus 115 on the money line, and Arkansas is minus 105 on the all money right. line. All right. So a little tick of a move towards the Rebels. Hotty toddy. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Hotty toddy. You got to quit. You know, moving those lines over there, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, this is, I mean, I just got to say this again, and I'll say it one more time because I know there's there's a bunch of the audience that is super into what we're talking about. And there's still there's still going to be a bunch of the audience that's like, wow, like, hey, talking a whole bunch of college baseball. And again, it just gets down to 
and I've tried to make this point in different ways, but it's like you can bang your head against the wall betting MLB on a daily basis. Hopefully that works out for you. But the, and, and, and hopefully you're crunching numbers doing that because that's probably the way to do that. College baseball, I would argue, like you don't even have to do that, right? You'd have, you just have to show up and watch the, the day-in and day-out undervalued teams like Oklahoma has been, like Arkansas has been, like Ole Miss has been. Um, you, you would even argue some other teams have been, right, where it's just, it's just been this great betting boon. Forget about the futures, which is what makes us, like, lose, lose sleep and excitement over. I'm just talking about a day-to-day basis. Even if you didn't get on the futures, this has been awesome. Just one last question just to, to just sort of give context to this, and thank you for your picks. But as, as someone who played college baseball, someone who follows it, are there more and more players now getting to the pros through college than ever before? Is that the trend? More players getting to the pros through college. Yeah. I, I don't. I so wouldn't maybe say not. yes. Maybe I, not. I no, okay. no. There's there, no. I mean, there's no specific reason why anyone would be more. I think the teams. I'm going off topic now, but these teams love to try and draft the high school kids to hit a home run on somebody and get somebody in their system to develop them the way that they want them to play. So I mean, it's harder to get to the pros from college because lots of times. Again, they like to draft the high school kids, and then they give the high school kids these big bonuses. And there's a lot of politics involved in trying to make yourself look right, you know, and getting the guy up there. See, we didn't miss on this guy. We didn't miss to where there's not as much of a risk when you're grabbing a a fifth-year senior, senior, or a junior later. So, you know, I'd say no. They still like to get their high school kids and try and groom them. Just curious. I appreciate the clarification. Okay, so we're both on Texas A&M. You also are on Ole Miss. I'll probably join you. And you're on the over <laughs> in the Ole Miss Arkansas yeah. game. Let's get it done. College baseball day. Let's Thank you. Thank you, Bradley. Yep. Bradley Porras, everybody. At Bradley Porras, P O R R A S on Twitter. Brady Cannon on golf on the other side. Vicence, a numbers game. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. USFL semis coming up this weekend. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream, whatever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. couple things going on here. One, the South Point from which we broadcast here, the beautiful South Point on the tip of the strip here in Las Vegas. Uh, they have decided to uh, jackhammer a... Uh, a slot machine out from right outside of the studio. So in case you hear any extracurriculars, that's what's happening. I assume they're replacing it. They're not just stealing a, a slot machine, right? Uh, it's it's very early. They could be both. Okay. We just assume that it's South Point maintenance, but for God's sakes, could be a heist going on. Um, and then the other thing is, don't forget, uh, next segment, Brian Ortega's Mr. Entertainment's television show recommendations. The man watches television 24-7. Except when he's here, he might be watching TV right now. For all I know, yeah, it's um, kinda, I'm, I'm, I'm like yeah. like three quarters of the way through like you know <laughs> another, another different show, a different okay, show. Okay, no good. You have four excellent recommendations coming up. We've we've upped it up to four, um, so that's coming up. Brady Cannon joins us right now, though he's the co-host of Long Shots, golf betting's finest program ever. And Brady, in one of his uh, tremendous decisions of life, decided to take a vacation last week during the U.S. Open. Brady, what do you have to say for yourself? 
<laughs> well, I, I was able to get the uh, long shots edition for the U.S. Open finished up and and then took off on Wednesday and got back last night. So, yeah, as you know very well, nice to uh, kind of clear your head for a minute and recharge the batteries. So, What are you suggesting, that I take time off, Brady? Is that what you're suggesting? Uh, here's, here's the thing. So, first of all, you're on the edge to, today as well, talking golf? Correct, yeah, a little okay. golf, a little baseball, a little hockey. Okay, all right. Oh, I didn't know you talk hockey as well, Brady. You have a bet in the Stanley Cup Finals? You know, I, I do not, but I, I'm really enjoying it. I, the bets that I had were the Calgary Flames and the Carolina Hurricanes to win their respective conference. Obviously, that didn't work out. And I really haven't been betting the Stanley Cup much since then, but I'm so glad that we got Colorado and Tampa Bay into the final because I think those are the two best teams. Yes. And it's kind of playing out that way. Colorado obviously looked tremendous at home. Tampa Bay comes back, and I really think they'll probably even this up. I said it with Golden State that we were going to head back to San Francisco tied at two apiece. I think we'll head back to Colorado all tied at two apiece. All right, U.S. Open golf from this past weekend. Did you have Matthew Fitzpatrick? I know your co-host Wes Reynolds did. Yeah, you know, I picked the wrong week to bet on Matthew Fitzpatrick. I bet him the week before uh, in the tune-up prior to the U.S. Open, and, of course, that didn't work out. But I I thought there might be just too much of the storyline with him and the fact that he won the U.S. Amateur there. I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, the the, the whole world's going to be on Matthew Fitzpatrick. And you know how that goes sometimes, but uh, oftentimes that also comes with real pressure and not just a storyline, but, but often, like I say, that becomes media attention and, and everything else that goes along with that. But, boy, he was able to persevere, and what a final round. I mean, 17 of 18 greens, and I really think we have to appreciate that bunker shot, maybe more so yes. than we are. I know yeah. a lot of people are, but... That was an absolutely phenomenal shot, and I saw a quote by Will Zalatoris. He said, that's probably a 1-in-20 shot that you pull that off, if not even you know greater odds. Than I, that. I don't know if you got to see the broadcast because you were on vacation. I'm, I, I hope you were able to see it. But you know what I felt? First of all, he hit the bomb putt on 13, then he hits the long putt on 15. and then was really, That was huge. That was huge, too. But as you're referring to, perhaps the most iconic shot of this U.S. Open, the 122nd edition, will be his shot from the fairway bunker on 18, which which landed 18 feet from the pin, where he had like just enough room to the left of that that indentation of grass into the bunker, that mound that he had to get around it. I felt like the announcers didn't play up the greatness of that shot enough in the moment. I thought that took away from it. They were sort of like, wow, great shot. They really didn't go nuts about it. And then they kind of were like, oh, yeah, it was. A, but like in the moment, there wasn't this exclamation that there should have been. Anyway, just, just my feeling from it. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and I did watch most of the final round. I, I will admit I didn't watch a whole lot prior to that, but saw most of the final round. And, and God, the placement of the ball, like you mentioned, was perfect. He was just outside of, a, or he, he had just a little bit of a window there. And I agree, they didn't really tell us how great that shot was until we kind of went back and thought about yeah. it and looked about looked at it. And, yeah, it, it was remarkable for sure. Travelers this week, have you done any work on that yet? Yeah, I did. I, and, I've again, I just uh, returned to action last night, so I've just kind of dabbled in this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy. I have played four outrights. I'm just going to get back into the swing of things here slowly but surely. Um, but I did play Sam Burns uh, at 21-1. to 1. 
he was in that final pairing with Rory uh, of the U.S. Open last Sunday, and he did not perform well at all. I think he bounces back here, and I think this course ought to really suit him. Uh, it's a Pete Dye design, and he's had great success at another Pete Dye design, TPC Louisiana. Um, I think Colonial and Innisbrook are correlated courses, and he's won at both of those properties. Um, he was 13th also at the Wyndham a couple years ago. And I think Sedgefield is another course that makes a lot of sense. You know, kind of these smaller tracks where you got to work the ball. Uh, and Burns makes a ton of birdies and is a great putter, and I think that's going to go a long way this week as well. And then uh, I played Keegan Bradley at 30-1. to 1, And I think last week, you know, it, it was great to see him out there with the, the Boston folks, and, and I thought that was really fun for him. And, and he played very well. And, and I think that viable kind of carryover – but with a lot less pressure and distraction. And I think he might just be more relaxed, and that might free him up a little bit this week as opposed to being you know, so under the spotlight. Um, he's been playing great golf. Another course where I think it is similar to TPC River Highlands is TPC Potomac, where he just finished second less than a couple of months ago. Um, and he's playing. he's in tremendous form. So I think he'll go well again this week. And then a couple of bombs, uh, Brendan Steele, at 60 to one, uh, great driver of the golf ball, hits a ton of greens in regulation. He's really been playing excellent golf. He finished 13th at the Players' Championship, again another die design. Ninth at the PGA, 10th at the Memorial. Putting is really his bugaboo, but we do have a POA bent grass combination this surface uh, or this week. And uh, that surface is something that he's familiar with being from the West Coast. So that's usually his best surface. Hopefully, hopefully he can find a hot putter this week. And then Siwoo Kim at 90-1. to 1, And this guy is just, I think, a horse for the course. He, he does really well at Pete Dye courses. He's won at the Wyndham before. Um, his, his season has been kind of spotty, on again, off again. And I'm hoping he's on this week. I like that Burnsy play. And by the way, what a great field this is. Rory, Scheffler, Spieth, JT, Burns, they're all in there. This is a great Joaquin Neiman. What a great field of the Travelers this week. And then the Open Championship, we'll leave you with this. We've got a couple minutes here, Brady. But the Open Championship, just three weeks away. This is the beauty of this time of year where you have golf majors leading into tennis majors, back to a golf major, as golf has this, uh, obviously, in modern history, this new schedule uh, where the PGA is thrown in much earlier. And so now we have the Open Championship. Tiger is involved as well. What bets have you made thus far? Well, Tiger's the only one I have. Uh, I played him at 50-1, to 1, and I did see it come down, and now I've seen it drift back up. I think 50 is about the highest number out there, and I, and I think you can still get that. Uh, and you and I have spoken about this a little bit, where I believe there's a pretty darn strong correlation between St. Andrews, where they're playing the Open this year, and Augusta National. And a lot of that is because of the wide-open nature of both courses. Augusta has big, wide-open fairways, and so does St. Andrews. But the good thing for Tiger is St. Andrews is incredibly flat. He's not going to have to hike. <laughs> He's not going to go on a hike like he did at Augusta National no. and wear himself out over 36 holes. Um, Jack Nicklaus and Tiger have both won at St. Andrews and Augusta twice. Seve Ballesteros, Nick Faldo, Zach Johnson, Sam Snead have also won both at St. Andrews and Augusta. So I'm going to be looking at guys that play well at Augusta National. Maybe a Cam Smith in my pocket before too long. Okay, but so far just Tiger. That's what you have. All right. 
Uh, Brady, we appreciate it, man, as always. Thank you. From coming back from vacation, you're pretty thorough there on the Travelers. We'll listen for you on the edge this afternoon. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you again. Brady Cannon, everybody, at Las Vegas Golfer is where you can uh, find him on Twitter. By the way, Wimbledon, uh, real quick, let me just do, can we just do the men's side? Because there's not much to say about the men's side. We'll, we'll save the women's for after the break. But the men's side, Novak Djokovic is the favorite heading in to the fortnight of Wimbledon, tennis's grass major. Uh, minus 165-ish is where Novak is. And quite frankly, that price is exactly where he should be. Uh, Matteo Berrettini, Rafa Nadal, six to one plus six fifty in that range. Uh, we're showing Berrettini now down at plus five fifty, and Novak at minus one twenty five. Latest odds at BetMGM nationally. Rafa Nadal is halfway to a Grand Slam. He's at plus six fifty, and Carlitos Charlie Alcaraz at eight to one. But quite frankly, there's not really a flyer to take here. It's Novak's to win. I wish I had more to tell you. And Nick Kyrgios, I just wish. He would play a whole grass tournament like this seriously because, man, would that be fun to watch. But Novak's the guy to beat. Wish it were sexier. We'll talk about the women's side on the other side. And TV recommendations next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires and connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Ben MGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive 
exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay, once again, not in. Producer number five and eight. Uh, he's feeling a little under the weather, Jeffrey. And so Brian Ortega is here. And uh, I would be remiss if we didn't capitalize on Brian, Mr. Entertainment's appearance here. To uh, so You may recall Brian was on this side of the desk when we talked about betting on the Oscars. And he gave us a winner or two or three. Uh, and now Brian is here behind the uh, glass. So we just want to get your TV, your best TV recommendations, because we are moving into the dead of summer, right? Like after the Open Championship clears in a few weeks, it kind of does go into this lull. And so folks will want to have TV shows to watch. What you got? All right. So um, right now it actually just had its season finale, so you don't have to wait for the episodes to come out. But Barry season, I believe, four had just come out. It's four or three. Can't really remember. But great cliffhanger. Kind of like uh, Sopranos cliffhanger. But I would definitely recommend it. Um, and if you start from the beginning, it's very funny in the beginning. Um, basically what so- Barry's about. Barry's about a hitman who goes to Hollywood and has to put a hit out on somebody. All and right, then don't he tell ends us- up loving acting. And he gets to an acting class. All right. Don't tell us too much. Yeah. Right. No, but, that, that's yeah. the setup. Barry is uh, starring Bill Hader. Correct. From yeah. Saturday Night Live fame. And then also the gentleman who plays Fonzie. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, thank it's you. The gentleman who plays Fonzie. <laughs> uh, it's like the that's twenty twenty two, Brian know what I meant. The gentleman who plays Fonzie. The, I watched the first three episodes of that in a plane once and loved it and never watched another episode. So I'm all in on that. Yeah, so I recommend that one. I also recommend We Own This City, which is um if you liked The Wire, oh. which uh considered like one of the top five best My shows ever. Single favorite show of all time. Same person who made that show made this show. So it's sort of like it's cousin. Simon. It's also, yeah. Uh, yes, David Simon. David yeah. Simon, okay. And it uh, takes place in Baltimore, and it's about um, kind of things that happened in, I believe, the mid to later 2000s um, in the police department and, uh, like, corruption and that kind of thing. So if you're into police dramas, I would highly recommend that What's show. the name of it? And that's called We Own This City. We Own This City. Yeah, definitely I, listen, recommend it. And you said it's only eight episodes. Yeah, it's only eight episodes, which is kind of perfect size, I think. Perfect size for the dead yeah. of summer. Listen, The Wire, again, I will go, I will fight anybody on this. Greatest show ever, just in terms of the fact that, that Simon had planned, he's a former cop in Baltimore. Uh, he's yeah. a former cop that became a journalist, I believe. Correct, yes. And so he wrote this, it, it was five seasons, each of which was perfectly planned, different aspects of corruption in the city of Baltimore. Exactly. From drug trade to the docks to the schools. By the way, seasons one and four, four in the schools, you forget you're watching a TV show. Oh, yeah. It is so phenomenal. By the way, and again, shout out to those of us who grew up in that area of the country, in the DMV, as they call it now, which Baltimore is not really a part of, but there's so many relatable things there, and it is just fascinating how realistic it was. So if this is anything like that, I'm all in. Yeah, I think it's uh, really, really interesting for sure. And then I also like The Offer. So this is for anybody who really enjoyed The Godfather, you know, one of the greatest movies ever made. (laughs) I'm sure they're Um, out there. I've read a lot about The Godfather. So like the history part of this is interesting, but the, if you've heard the stories and then see the pictures, like actually see the, how the show depicts it, 
is actually really cool. So it's kind of a mixed show, I would say. But if you like history of how movies are made, um, I really enjoyed this one. It's called The Offer on Paramount+. And the guy who plays Bob Evans, who at the time was the studio head of Paramount, so it's kind of Paramount pimping out Paramount because they're talking about themselves. Um, It's just hilarious to see him trying to pitch like Chinatown. He's like, oh, it's, it's about water, man, and corruption. And nobody wants to make it because Gulf and Western is like, this can't make money. And um, I thought you were going to give away any of this. No, well, well I mean, oh. spoiler right. alert after like 50 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm just saying it was shows. So the offer is on Paramount Plus. This is the other thing you have to ask now. So Paramount Plus for the offer, what is We Own This City on? Uh, HBO Max. So is Barry. And Barry's HBO yeah. Max. And then the last one I wanted to squeeze in that I talked to you sort of halfway through the show which has been, you know, not done, but the season, I believe, four has been finished for a while, is Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So what I, so, so I'm Catholic, and I find it's so interesting to sort of dive into, like, 1950s Jewish culture of, like, the Upper West Side of New York, <laughs> of a housewife turned into a comedian, and I'm really so just goes through it. And it's, it's, I've learned so much about the Jewish culture from this show that I'm like, I just need more of it. There you go. Like, I go. want to be part of it. It's just so awesome. Like, it's, it's my jam, it's man. It's really great, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad, uh, that's, that makes me happy that you enjoy that. That's the marvelous, I've seen that advertised for years. Yeah, I've Marvelous never, Mrs. Maisel. So I never knew that's what it was about. So. Oh, yeah, for sure, and it's, it's great, and I believe um, I've, uh, Rachel Brosnahan is the, uh, is the main actress. She's mm-hmm. won an Emmy for the show, and then she has, like, an agent who actually reminds me of my journalism teacher, uh, shout out Miss Shapiro, um, who <laughs> just like doesn't take anything <laughs> from nobody. It's like, I'm here. What are you doing? And I, I love it. So I love Marvelous Mrs. Maybe our, maybe like our fan base won't be into Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but give it a shot. Uh, and that's on Amazon Prime. So Amazon that. Prime for yeah. that one. And it's okay. really funny. Okay. I love all of those, man. Those are great. The offer might be the one that I would slot fourth for me on that. Yeah. It's definitely but, like a it's yeah. like you have to be into like the movies or The Godfather. And I'm going to tell you like the show itself it's like eh like the mob part of it okay, but um I I watch it just for the Bob Evans guy to come in and say, <laughs> you know, you can't do the V, man. You can't do that on the poster. You got to use the main cover art. Like his accent is out of this world. He's a British guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Brian because you're recommending them, I'm in on all of them. That's Thank how much I respect your opinion on Brian Ortega, everybody. Mr. Entertainment here at VEASAN. Good, good stuff. I, I will absolutely follow up on those, and I will, I will get back to you with full book reports. Thank you. That? Yes. All right. Well, one last look, by the way, because we, we sort of glossed over the men's side at Wimbledon, which starts next week again. And again, uh, Drew Dinsick, Dan Weston, and I will do the Beating the Book podcast Wimbledon preview on Friday after this show. I believe Pamela Maldonado will be in studio with us to talk about her thoughts on Wimbledon on Friday. But Novak Djokovic, once again, in case you missed it, minus 125. I'm sorry. He's the guy to beat. Would I play Berrettini or Nadal? As great as Nadal has been and as great as Berrettini is on grass, when I played Nadal at plus 650, trying to get the third leg of the Grand Slam this year, no one's won the Grand Slam in men's tennis since 1969, and Rod Leiva from Australia. I just don't think Nadal, I mean, listen, you'll go broke betting against, you know, just doubting Rafa Nadal, but I wouldn't make the bet. And Carlitos, this is not his surface, right? Clay is his surface. I had every which way bet on him at the French. That didn't come home, did not come home, but I'm not betting him here. Again, the only, if you're telling me you must take some long shot, I would just pray that Nick Kyrgios would take something like this seriously from the beginning to the end, 
because by the way, 14 to one's not good enough either. Like I'd want 20 to one on him. So if you're forcing me, and that's not really how one bets, but just for conversation, that'd be the guy that has enough talent where if he just decided, I'm going to play two weeks of tennis, and I'm not going to be a head case, and I'm not going to quit, that would be the guy. But I'm sorry. The, the point is on this market, it, it really is Novak's to lose. And so minus 125, would I bet it? Mathematically, you know how this goes. That's not a great number. He's the guy to beat. Women's side, Iga's plus 150. Everybody else, I think with the exception of Coco Golf, is double digits. Coco's 9-1. to one. So Iga's a prohibitive favorite now. I have Iga at 9 to 1. So I can't really recommend betting her at this price. Quite frankly, I wouldn't bet her at this price as and you know there's no one more in the tank for Iga Swiatek than me. But this is not her listen, she's never won a grass court tournament before. Um that's not to say that she can't win this. She probably should be the favorite. In fact, that's why I bet her at 9 to 1. She very well could. She's won 35 matches in a row. She's kind of all court. She's kind of court proof, surface proof. But at plus 150, no, I just can't recommend it. Is there a player then? Same question. You're forced to bet a, 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 a long shot here. Let's say you don't have an Ega ticket. Who would you bet? And quite frankly, we were talking about this a little bit on primetime action last night. Serena would be a fun bet to have. Just to have her like and shop around, because we're showing 14 to 1, but I think you can get her like 16 to 1, 18 to 1. Who knows if she'll crap out early, but who knows if she'll regain some of her greatness. She's going to try to match Margaret Court's record 24th Grand Slam singles title on the women's side. That would be a fun bet to have. On Jabor at 10 to 1, I wouldn't scoff at you at all for having that, and I wouldn't scoff at you for having Bianca Andrescu at 20 to 1 either. Those would be some players that, if at their best, would absolutely have a puncher's chance. Um, Angelique Kerber, by the way, phenomenal grass numbers, also in the 20 to 1 range. She would be a possibility as well. Should be fun. That starts this weekend. Tennis's shortest surface season, the grass court season, culminating at Wimbledon. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.